Hey church, today we're going to be taking some time to read God's word, pray God's word, and sing God's word together. Right after we read and then pray, you can hop on over to our YouTube page or click the link in the email that's provided and you can hear Jason Brown sing for us a song that comes from our passage today, which is Psalm 130. If you have your Bibles and you aren't driving right now, please turn with me to Psalm 130. Psalm 130 is a song of ascents. It's a song that was likely sang as the people of God ascended to Jerusalem for worship. It's a song of personal lament, a pleading with the most holy God, a crying out to him and him alone. It's how we, too, can express our need for God, for his mercy, for his redemption, because he alone is our only hope. And this psalm will end with great reasons for us to hope and to praise our God together. So if you would, let's read this together. Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Amen. The psalmist says, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. David, as our psalmist here, is in agony. He is in despair. He is in the lowest of lows. He feels that heavy burden on his back, weighing him down, as did Christian in John Bunyan's Pilgrim Progress, which I'm reading now. If you're interested, you should really check it out. But he longs to be relieved of this heavy burden that is weighing him down, and he's walking on the way. He feels that weight of guilt and shame, the light of who God is. He sees his need for God rightly. He sees his sin and his fallenness, and he pleads with the Lord. Lord, hear my voice. He pleads, let your ears be attentive to me. Just notice me, God. Hear me. Care for me. Help me. Have you ever felt so low that all you could do was just cry out for help to God? Well, this teaches us how we can do that. Have you ever felt so burdened by guilt or shame or sin or fear, regret, whatever it would be? Well, this psalm teaches us how to run to God in that, to plead with him, to beg him. And David wrote this song for the people to express their want for relief and hope and forgiveness. This was a means for his people to be able to breathe once again. (sighs) That sigh of relief 
we would love to feel, right? And he knows that this kind of hope and relief is only found in our good and loving God. He says in verse 3, God, if you should mark iniquities, who could stand? Or as the NIV would say, if you kept, O Lord, a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? And we know that answer, none of us, not one of us. Romans 3 talks about that. And Paul says, no one is righteous. And he quotes that from the Psalms as well. It reminds me of that song by Chris Tomlin called He is Worthy, where he says, is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Answer, none of us. It's a desperate situation we are in as sinners in a broken world. Church, we need God's help. We need to listen to David here. We need to plead with God. We need him to work on our behalf because we are nothing without him. But, and yes, it's great news, right? But there is good news. Verse 4 says, But with you, God, there is forgiveness. So yes, we are a broken people in a broken world, living with broken bodies, but there is indeed forgiveness with God. There is hope. Well, how can that be so? Well, it's so because God loves us. We read about, we read about that in John 3 about two weeks ago, that God so loved the world. Not because we're good people or have it all together or because we go to church And the list could go on and on and on. No, he loves us because that's who he is. He loves us almost despite of us. It's who he is and it's who he always has been. It's not just a New Testament God. It's the same God throughout the whole Bible. Isaiah 55, Old Testament, says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. Why? That he may have compassion on him and to our God. For why? He will abundantly pardon. That's the God we serve. This is the God of every human being, the God of all mankind, the King of all the nations. This love of God is meant to lead us to repentance that reveres and fears and worships him as the most perfect king we could have ever imagined. One day we will all be overwhelmed by his glory. So the psalmist has pleaded in verses 1 through 4, reflecting Romans 4, 7 through 8, where Paul reminds his readers that those are forgiven and covered by God are blessed. And this comes through Jesus Christ fully and finally. We should worship him. But notice, this is not just some instant checkmate for the psalmist. He does not plea and then instantly feel alive again. And everything's just fine and dandy, right? Notice what he says next. He says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. I love this parallel with Psalm 40, where David says he waited patiently for the Lord. He just sat there. 
he pleads, and then he just sits there and waits for the Lord. And what happens in Psalm 40? We see that the Lord heard his cries. Take some time later today and read Psalm 40 again. As our church goes through the Gospel of John, I can't help but notice that when he says, In his word, I hope, think about how God's word is powerful. And Christ, we know from John, is God's word made flesh, made manifest. He is who we look to for hope. He is who we can hope in. For he has made redemption possible for us. Still the psalmist says, My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning, waiting with anticipation. And he knows full well that he will be delivered. He will pull you out from that bog of despair, and he will set your feet on solid ground once again. He says, He says, Israel, don't just sit there. Don't grow, don't grow in despair. Israel, hope in the Lord, for the Lord is good. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. And church, that is true for us as well. That's true for you right now. Wait for the Lord. Hope in the Lord. Run to him. And he will hold you fast. There's so many reasons to praise, and it's all made possible because, as Luke says in chapter 1, verse 68, he says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Why? He has visited and redeemed his people. Bless the Lord God, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Let's pray together, church. Heavenly Father, hear our cry for help today. Out of the depths, we cry to you, O Lord. Please hear our voices. Please turn your ears to us as we plead with you for mercy. God, if you should mark iniquities, who could ever stand? But with you, Lord, there is forgiveness that you alone should be feared and worshipped and praised and honored. For you are a good God who loved us first. Help us to wait for you with patience and anticipation. Help us to count on your promises every moment of every day. You are the one who will never lie, the one who will forgive, the one who will restore everything. Give us hope as we wait for our souls to lift if we are in despair today, as the psalmist did. For hope to settle in our hearts. Give us patience to wait with great desire for you to fill our hearts with the joy of your salvation again and again. For you are faithful, God. We pray that we would walk and not grow weary or faint. We pray that we would wait well without grumbling or complaining but that we would trust in your providence and your sovereign care, for you are in control of every aspect of everything around us, in our lives and in those around us. We ask that we would hope in you as a church body, for with you is steadfast and unfailing love, and with you and you alone is plentiful redemption. It never fades. 
Lord, that hope is incredible to us because, God, you are our great Redeemer. We also ask that you would help those who do not know you to find you and to follow you and to fall in love with you. We ask that we would be bold in our evangelism, that we would take this message of hope to those around us. We ask that we would help remind each other as well to look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Father, we thank you for giving us your word made flesh in him, the one that has shown us your love for us and his perfection, the one that we can look to in the scriptures and see what you are like perfectly. We praise you, Lord, because you have visited and redeemed your people. Father, we love you and thank you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for your time, church. I pray that his word in Psalm 130 was helpful for you today. And I hope that you can continue to worship the Lord today as uh, you hop on over to the uh, YouTube page and listen to Jason singing Psalm 130 in a song by Shane and Shane called I Will Wait For You. It's a great song, so I'd encourage you to do that. Again, you can get that in your link in your email, the church website, or just on the YouTube page. So please do that today.